Yo, everybody, welcome back to Blowing Up with me, your host, Dwight Simmons. Hope you had a good week. Hope you had a good MLK day, four-day work week. Hope you're in good spirits. I'm in good spirits because on today's podcast, we have the wonderful Brent Terhune. Uh, Brent has been absolutely stratospheric with his social media, his redneck character. We talk about quite a bit, dig into it. It's a good chat. I absolutely love him. Hope you love him as well. I do have some live dates coming up, so check out DwightSimmons.com. I'm in Indianapolis, Arkansas, Chicago, Louisville, Dayton. I'm coming for you. So go to the website, check it out, and enjoy this chat with Brent Terhune. Yeah. Are you still are you still mostly staying in when you're uh when you're not doing shows and stuff? Yeah, like we we like started to like we haven't been to a restaurant restaurant, but like I wasn't even going to drive throughs or anything. But being on the road, it's like you got to do that kind yeah. of you know, pretty much what you and I did is what I still do is and I, I don't have to leave to you know to do much anyway. I'm kind of a an at home guy. You're gonna watch the new scream. That's the thing is I ha- every other movie that has come out has been on a, a platform. So, and I, I'm not even like a Spider-Man guy, but it, I heard good things about that one. And I wanted to see that. You're saying you're not a Spider-Man guy in this economy In this economy. And <laughs> that was one of my shows when I was a kid was the Spider-Man animated series. Uh, that's still a good show. Yeah, man. I won the, uh, <laughs> I went to see it with uh, Megan because we're just reckless, I guess. Uh, yeah you guys are out here buck wild yeah just, i heard it's great i feel just like in the amc people coughing at you like it's 2019 i know but then you go to the store and you get that too so it's like it's, you can't escape that stuff right not completely so yeah yeah i wanted to ask you specifically because i know you're a huge horror movie guy uh yeah what do you what do you think of like all these remakes that are are happening uh it's it's weird because they've done they've done Halloween and they called it Halloween and they've <laughs> right. done Scream and they call that Scream but they have been like people and like horror fans they call it Five Cream Five Cream Yeah because it's the fifth one and I think that's how they were writing it for a while was five and then you know it's like Scream Yeah uh, Five Cream and then but that's like across the board they've rebooted a bunch of stuff or now like a movie is a long series or a series is now a movie it's so weird how little it takes for us to get nostalgic about something they've they've had three different spider man movie series you know like yeah yeah so and i don't know but again it's like every 10 years you get that new that dollar of you know now the 20 year olds are now 30 and then vice versa you know you get that thing of like the new this new generation has money to go buy your product right so we're gonna repackage and sell it to them again and the thing is i i don't hate a lot of it like i i'm never gonna tell you to not make a halloween movie that's my favorite horror movie franchise so i'll go see it even if i think it's gonna suck because i'm i'll just go see it you know i'm the same way with the marvel and spider-man so maybe i'm biased but is there a halloween that sticks out like are you a Halloween one will always be the best, or do you have a different favorite? Halloween one, it goes for the series, it goes Halloween one, two, um, and by one, I mean 1978. And then then it gets murky because it then it could just be however I'm feeling that day. Right. Um, but yeah, like, there are definitely some really bad movies in that series. What did you think of the, the latest one? Halloween kills Halloween kills. Yeah, yeah. I, I liked it, but again, that's my favorite series. So I'm biased like you are with Spider-Man and Marvel stuff, but yeah, I liked it and there were flaws in it, but you know, again, it's not worse than Halloween resurrection with Buster rhymes <laughs> fighting, you know, even, th- even though like, I'd rather watch that bad movie than like a truly bad movie. You know what I'm saying? No. Yeah. That makes sense. I, I did like that time period where they're like, we're going to make rappers action heroes. Like there's yeah. a movie where DMX fights Jet Li and it's like a fair fight. Like they're equals. It's yeah. Like get the hell out of here. 
Well, I think you and I were talking about that DMX movie that was like Fast and Furious. Oh, yeah. But but I don't remember what that's called. And then like Ludacris was in movies. And so was uh, was it Tyrese? Tyrese. But Tyrese is like a R&B singer. Yeah. Not like a gangster rapper. That Yeah. Like, I feel like as a gangster rapper, you lose your credibility (laughs) if you're like forced to fight in an action movie. It's like, we know (laughs) you can't fight, man. Well, Ice T's a cop on a show, <laughs> like, and it was just LL Cool J's birthday not too long ago, and I think he's on one of those cop shows too. And I, yeah. I don't, he he wasn't like I don't think a gangster rapper, but it's weird how many of these rappers or Snoop Dogg like just signed a, a deal with it was for something to to his own hot dogs, like his own brand of hot dogs, right? So it like. Is- <laughs> all these rap, all, all these stars and rappers, they got famous doing their one thing, but they're going to make so much more money doing everything that's not what they got famous for, you know? Yeah, slanging Franks. Yeah, like Kevin yeah, you, Hart does commercials for the bank for yeah, Chase. Exactly. Like, exactly. He was going to open up his own uh, bank or something and then just found it was way easier to go with a thing that's already open. Was he really <laughs> like, going to start his own bank? Yeah. Yeah, he wanted to do like education for underprivileged people. Yeah. <laughs> and he was going to start his own like financial, uh, like institution. Of, yeah. Yeah. People lines of credit and shit like that. That's how he... much Chase didn't want him to do that. They just <laughs> hired him. Don't teach people how to not overdraft. We don't yeah, want exactly. that. <laughs> that's the, that's the whole business model, baby. I knew like Kevin Hart, it was ambitious, but to you ever just like, let me start a bank. My let God. Me, like yeah. that's just, they make money from money. Yeah, it, exactly. Which is crazy to me, you know? Right. That's how, you know, I mean, he's the most successful comedian of all time from a financial yeah. standpoint. It's crazy. Yeah. It's just like, I, I guess I'll just start a bank and <laughs> get into NFTs and shit like that. Yeah, I'm still skeptical on the NFT. That's not my thing, but I guess somebody likes it, I guess. Yeah, you're not uh you're not going on NFTs? A non-fungible token? No. Yeah. Uh no. what about uh crypto? I th- that's interesting too because it's just I don't understand. I like I've read and heard about the process to make that stuff, but I still don't understand. You're just kind of making stuff from nothing right like i think so yeah it doesn't make any sense to me and i know what if i said that to somebody that makes or like mines crypto they'd be like no that's not how it works at all but to (laughs) me i'm like you're just making stuff from i don't know how it works when you're mining crypto what does that mean yeah when you're like i don't know yeah but again you know i barely understand the money that we have now so yeah that's i just know that i have a little and i would like more (laughs) Well, I want to talk to you about investing in my new NFT uh, line of <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Hart Banks. Uh, this is uh, this is crazy, man. I just uh, worked at Crackers mm-hmm. here in Indianapolis, and it was announced that they were closing. And then I just read that it's uh, they are reopening. Yeah, I saw that. Like uh, like Jesus resurre- resurrected on easter it took them three days yeah they're back Back. again they're back i want to talk to you specifically because i i believe that's where we met you were running the open mic at crackers many moons ago i think so i was thinking about that i i don't know you know we you and i did some shows not too long ago and i was like some people i feel like i've always known but that's just because i don't remember how we met (laughs) (laughs) i'm the i'm the butler from the shining we've always known each other right (laughs) oh no no we can't bring up the butler from shining on this podcast not not this one that'll get you canceled (laughs) that's hilarious yeah it's weird i i is that where we met was the open mic i think so it may have been a different show before then but i believe that's that's where i remember yeah from it's very likely we met at a comedy show i don't know that we met outside of that (laughs) i don't know man you're in the wrestling i'm not so yeah but i went to i went to some wrestling matches back in the day we could have made eye contact we could have just <laughs> just given the head. It, it's like uh, if if Batman saw Alfred, 
after yeah. the Dark Knight Rises, and I we just <laughs> locked eyes across the cafe, but never said anything to each other. Worst, I fucking hated that. By the way, I hated it. He's not going to walk over and dap up Alfred, his homeboy. No. He's not going to pick up the on. check. They moved on. <laughs> He's not going to pick up Alfred's tab. He might do that. He might <laughs> send over a Don Peasy. <laughs> hey, hey, thanks for everything you did for me back in the day, bro. <laughs> All those dad, essentially his dad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he never like left the butler role, which is hilarious. No, and like it's so weird how like that what life you had to leave to live to just like be a butler like you didn't do anything else you just lived in that house and served that guy and was also his computer assistant when the batmobile <laughs> needed to be like yeah but you didn't have a life outside of that you know yeah he's always trying to get bruce wayne to date how about you date alfred <laughs> yeah what alfred can we get you like on a uh, a subscription to better help <laughs> I got a promo code. Yeah, yeah, worry about your own mental health, man. Yeah, because Bruce, he's a billionaire that dresses up like a bat to fight crime. He is, uh, Alfred is the human Jarvis. That's true. He's who just, ages. Who ages. And my man can't even walk over and dap him up. <laughs> nope. This is how the franchise is going to end. Not now, Alfred. Not now. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, Alfred, I always need something, man. <laughs> I could just get a handshake or something. Yeah. That'd be dope. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I wanted to... Uh, what are your thoughts on this whole Crackers thing? A lot of people are rejoicing that it's it was closed. A lot of people are sharing memories. Yeah. Uh, what's your take on it? Yeah, I think, you know, the I, that's where I started was uh, Crackers and Indy. Uh, started as far as the comedy club scene because I started in high school. So I guess if my high school ever closes down, then I'll get nostalgic. <laughs> How'd you start? I was 16. Um, and at my school, they would have these things. They just called coffee houses. So it was like once a quarter, people do acoustic guitar and poetry and and whatever. So I went up and did stand up. Um not knowing how to do it, never done it, just wrote some jokes and did it. And it, yeah. you know, were you a fan I, of stand up like before? Yeah. That? So soon, yeah. I before that, I would watch like Leno, his monologue in the show. And then eventually I would stay up late enough to watch Conan, which then I really was a huge fan of him and, yeah. and the Simpsons and stuff like that. So that was in the library of my high school. And eventually, like how I would listen to so much stand up is I would go on the library website for the whole county and you type in stand up and all the stuff that the library had available, I would just get and they would send to my high school. So every Tuesday and Thursday, I left with a stack of books and DVDs and CDs. That is awesome. Yeah. And that's how you get turned into a collections agency for not returning all that stuff. So. <laughs> Occasionally I'll find like a CD case and just feel bad. I'm like, oh man, somebody probably wanted to listen to that. Oh no. Yeah. Uh, a collection agent just like going through his list of calls that he has to make that day. Yeah. Hey, is like 16 year old Brent. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm here. What's going on? It looks like you have a uh, George Carlin's seven dirty words on VHS tape. <laughs> That's this is true, sir. That's so yeah, and then uh, I would rip that to my computer and then eventually that would crash. So I would yeah. get all the stuff again and then rip that to my computer again. So dude, that's crazy. And so so you gave yourself this like master class, this quick education of everything that you could take in. Mm -hmm. And then 16 years old, you go and try it at this talent show for your high school. Right? Yeah. Essentially. Well, I I even I did the talent show, but then I would host the battle of the bands two years in a row. It was me and a different guy. Every time uh, we hosted the battle of the bands. So I would write like sketches and stuff. And one of them I remember was like, the guy was, I was like, uh, I wrote the script and he was like, who's on first. I mean, I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> the band, the band's on first. And he's like, well, that's not that ruined that bit idea. Like that kind of thing where it was, 
quick yeah. in and out, just bringing up these bands. Right. Oh, that's dope, man. So yeah. how did how did it like lead to you doing this? So you obviously weren't old enough to go to an actual real comedy club. Yeah, so you and, had to and, do this for a couple of years before. Like yeah, you I even, eighteen, and then you I went, went to before eighteen. Yeah. I just went and I didn't say anything, and nobody asked me. And uh, breaking the I goddamn did, law. I was, and no, I wasn't trying to drink. I think a lot of kids would be like, I'm already here. Let me drink. But like, (laughs) that's just a red flag. I didn't look of age. So I just kept to myself and, and did stand up in my first three minutes. uh, I did five probably and got the mic cut and which was devastating to my ego. Just (laughs) like, yeah, I was crushed and then came back and, you know, obviously you know, doing comedy now, but it was just like the first time getting cut. And like, then oh you God. go on to run open mic and you're like, I'm cutting this guy. I don't give a shit. <laughs> Did you just fall into hosting the open mic or running it? Yeah, it was uh, the guy before me is if a good friend of mine, Matt Holt. So he ran it. And then eventually I took over. I think there was kind of a somebody in between that the club made changes. And then I wanted to do it more so for the stage time right than anything like uh, i don't i don't need that power i don't hunger for that guy who runs open mic power (laughs) that's more of a pain but i wanted that regular stage time so every tuesday i I knew i could at least go up i could count on going up then you know yeah that's a real thankless job running an open mic yeah It's, uh... it's because you know if you don't get everybody up you feel like shit and people don't like you and if you do get up, the show goes long and then somebody's not going to like you because the show went long. It's like, right. It's so be nice to people that run shows because it's more than them showing up. They have to pre-plan. And, and if the show doesn't go well for long enough, they just get the show gets canceled. Yeah, know? exactly. <laughs> uh, the open mic at crackers was very regimented. I remember mm-hmm. where, you know, it kind of reminded me of, how open mics are run in, you know, bigger cities. You come, you either wait in line or you sign up a week in advance and then you come and then there's a lineup. Sometimes you make it, sometimes you don't. Uh, the higher, I don't know. That's what I like about comedy. There's a pecking order. So the mm-hmm. comics that have been doing it for longer, typically going to get first bat of who gets to go up. And then yeah. the newer people that bring people are definitely going to get to go up. But then you have this middle area of comics that are just like right there on the edge that just come and wait in line for the hope to do five minutes. So they don't get up. They're super pissed at you Mm -hmm. for playing favorites. Now you're the fucking bad guy. I hated sitting in the back and watching this. How did he get up every Tuesday this month? And then you realize he's friends with the guy, but also he's a good comic. Right. And you need good comics on the open mic just to save it from the, the person who bought, they brought 40 people, which you need that person too. You need the, the people that bring the audience. So it's a, it's a tight rope of good comics plus people that brought people. And then in the middle, let me, let me get you a spot if I can type thing, you know? Right. I'm going to try. Yeah. Yeah, because we still got to sell some drinks. That's the we bottom sell, line. And we can't just have a sh- a show just tank the whole time, you know? No. Yeah. That's uh, that's fascinating. I never I, – I hate running shows. I do it because, like you said, the stage time is nice. It's good to create opportunities for people. But mm-hmm. it is a thankless job, and uh, I, I hate it. Have you run shows since then, or are you just done forever? No, I, I just, uh, I haven't, I think I had my fill, but I'm not opposed. Like, I just don't, I, I've always just wanted to do comedy. I don't want to like produce comedy. Those are two different things, you know? Right. Like sometimes some people are great at producing shows, but not good at comedy and vice versa. And some people are good at running shows and good at comedy, but I always just like, that's a lot of effort to before the show even starts. And then did you even write anything new? Are you going to no. try something new? That's the thing, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, a lot of focus on the one thing that I got into it for. Yeah. I like the aspect that you did it because you needed the stage time. It did used to be that you kind of had to 
have these uh you had these camps it was the crackers camp it was the morty's camp Mm -hmm. Uh, and you had to pick which club you would work at Um, yeah is that kind of how you got started on going on the road more because you were just hungry for stage time and you had to travel out of necessity uh that but also i just wanted to when i got my first host week that's all i ever wanted in comedy was to do like more than one show in a week yeah and i probably i don't know five or six or seven shows that week and then they gave me a check at the end and i was like oh oh boy you can you can make a living and and <laughs> i put air quotes around it but i was like i didn't know you could make money doing this right so that's all i ever wanted was to if i could make it my job right even the worst day at stand-up is still better than having a real job i think you know yeah man. so i just i finished college and i moved back in with my mom and uh you know i was gone you know 45 weeks a year sometimes so it, Jeez, it, yeah. i was just living there and then i didn't have anything i didn't have, barely had any bills so it was just like i think it'd be hard starting as like a 40 year old guy versus me with you know right out of college starting and just like well i'm just gonna eat uh peanut butter and jelly for a while you know (laughs) right yeah you don't uh i don't that's very uh stoic it's like if you can live like the poorest man ever to live then you can probably survive and know that you can be happy doing that have no bills and no like but but do that for a long time still (laughs) I don't think that's a bad way to live if you're rich, you know, like, no, like, if which I up, am, by the way, <laughs> my man's out here balling <laughs> NFT don't need them. <laughs> no, thank you. No, thank you. <laughs> Bank of Kevin Hart. I will pass. <laughs> How do you find, are you a fan of like structure on the road? Do you have to like be regimented like with like waking up at a certain time? Because you do quite a bit of stuff. How do you stay so productive when you're traveling so much? The waking up at, at, at a certain time is the hardest part because I'm always up late anyway. But then I also, sometimes I'm like, it's too late to start anything, but then I'll be up for three more hours right. doing nothing. <laughs> and it, which causes me to wake up late. You know, right. that's the hardest part. It just in life in general is I think I'm better with structure and I'm better when i'm busy right sometimes if i'm not doing anything then the thought of doing something is not even overwhelming but i'm like oh i got to do that one thing as opposed if i had 10 things to do i'll probably get that done and have way more time than if i just had that one thing that i dreaded all day you know right so is it like a self-discipline to keep your plate full it's like you know yourself so well you're like, all right, I have to pick up more projects or I have to fill my calendar. Or- I feel, yeah. I, and But it's also like some, some weeks I know it's going to be a like, let's create this week. And other yeah. weeks it's going to be, let's not, you know, this is not going to be a creative week. And I, I don't know if that's my creative process. Yeah. Or uh, and sometimes I, f- I find a routine, but then for what it's like going to the gym and you're like, I feel good. This is working out for me. No pun intended. But then for whatever reasons, you just stop and then you just don't go, you know, right. even though, yeah. you know, the other way's better. Yeah. It's like this is it's always easier to do nothing. Yeah. <laughs> even though it's more harmful for you. <laughs> yeah. But most people just they do nothing. They don't ask yeah. for stuff. And uh you you had a carhartt video today that was hilarious oh thanks oh my god i just saw someone who this happens a lot with this character this satirical character that you've created where people Mm -hmm. don't know that it's satire and comedy yeah and they come at you (laughs) what's worse is it the person that is mad at you because they think you're serious and a terrible person or the person that agrees with this uh redneck <laughs> in yeah. his car yelling <laughs> i don't know shit. i guess i guess if whoever f- watched the vo- the full video and still has that opinion so i get if you didn't watch <laughs> all of it and still had an opinion but if you yeah. watch the whole thing and were unable to tell then that's worse so whoever watched the full version 
is worse and still just didn't get it and didn't get it does that does that affect you at all does it get in your mindset no not at this point and also if if you ever want to know anything about yourself dwight put a video on the internet and strangers will let you know (laughs) you're fat you got big ass teeth you have a stutter why do you stay in that way and that's i i get the fat thing all the time but just then it'll just make you self-conscious of like right why do i stay in that way you know like, <laughs> look at them knees like you coming at my knees for real <laughs> man he got some my boy got some weak ass games like <laughs> you're like that's not what the video was about <laughs> yeah yeah and that's yeah people will like if uh, if you have a hair out of place they will be like you know your beard hair is and I'm like, and I notice it because I'm the one editing it, you know, really? I'm in my head that much, but uh, yeah, I don't, I don't take anything personally anymore with the internet because sometimes it's somebody saying shitty, it's just a, they don't even have a profile picture and it's a bunch of numbers and letters. This is yeah. a, a, an obvious troll account and they're just trying to get a rise at anybody. So to not give them one is the worst thing possible. Yeah. It's uh, it's shit is painful though. Like, yeah and you're you're posting quite a bit uh like i said you're in your car just yelling obscenities how many yeah. times a day do you get like people walking by like what the fuck's wrong with that dude yeah i usually try to part or uh, like this one i i there's a park by my house that, that that's where i did this one today there's a cornfield yeah. so i was out i was like well kids are in school so they're not going to be at the park i'm not that guy <laughs> causing a scene at the park so that's yeah, yeah. that's like weird I, like one of them i it was just i need a quick shot of me saying nobody wants to work anymore but i needed to be on a swing so <laughs> i just get out of the car set the tripod up swing like four or five times saying that so yeah. i know i get enough of that shot and then leave so to, i can't imagine anybody seeing me being like what is this dude doing? You know, <laughs> yeah. but I think anymore nowadays, I see people making TikToks and stuff like that. You'll just, yeah. oh, they're dancing and they're looking at their phone. That's just what people do nowadays. Yeah. You know, Isn't that, and that's I, wild. What a wild it shift. Is, it's weird because so, right somewhere right now, there's somebody dancing down the aisles of a grocery store. Yeah. <laughs> and just doing take after take after take. Yeah. Just like start over. And that's just normal now. Like I, <laughs> I get nervous if I see somebody in the distance. I'm like, all right, I'll just act normal till they leave, you know? Yeah. But you're also saying terrible shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're just dancing. So, it, yeah. it, you know, yeah. Yeah. No, no dance videos on the TikTok coming. Not, no, not, not unless Your things go poorly or really well, either. <laughs> There's no middle ground. <laughs> it's, uh, it's awesome because I think good satire is like obvious. Mm-hmm. And I, I think when people don't know that it's satire, the creator does have a responsibility to either continue to make fun of those people or set them straight and a lot of not a lot of comics do that you make jokes like you'll retweet someone's hate that they yeah. didn't get this joke and just bury them again i think that's beautiful well and it's but, you know let's use this negativity for something positive you know you right. already said it so let me highlight that you called me dumb and you misspelled it or whatever you know like right it's uh it's- it, it's it's kind of like a trophy if you can roast me creatively like you right. know something more than oh you're fat your hairline's not good like that okay we all get yeah, it exactly that's what i say about myself so tell me something i don't know you know the character is making fun of what most people would say is like a right-leaning mindset but a lot an of the, alpha like, male an alpha an alpha male a self-proclaimed bullshit yeah <laughs> that type and that so people asked me the name and i didn't really have one so i just i started calling him alpha male like he doesn't have a name it's just it's, he's alpha male it's just alpha it's, yeah. what is the what is what is the legitimacy of people talking in their vehicle like people talking in their car it's, it's like he, I, th- I think it's just a good acoustics but also when i'm on the road usually that's the thing that i have with me all the time you know right so for me, it works out uh, that everybody else films their stuff in cars. <laughs> I just, I don't, it's a wild trend to me. 
It's yeah, like this person's I'll, truck worthy. Uh, so I just <laughs> left Costco, and it's like you're you're capturing that moment as soon as it happened, you know? Right. Um, and yeah, the, I don't, and I guess those guys that kind of pioneered that trend of ranting in their car drive the biggest trucks imaginable, you know? So like, I guess it just works out. Yeah, that's funny. I feel when you first started doing this before you went astronomical with it viral as the kids say uh you weren't really incorporating it too much into your on-stage act Mm -hmm. but i feel like i've seen you do that a little bit more recently is that because people are more likely coming to see you because of the success of this yeah because and even now it it might be 50 50 at best of people that were that knew i was going to be there know what i do yeah and then somebody's out on a friday night to see a show yeah. Um, and it's like, I, I've had people in the past be like, we didn't even know what you're going to do. Cause they didn't even know I did stand up. Right. You know, but I, th- you know, I've been doing stand. That's the longest thing I've been doing was stand up, you know? <laughs> um, and I, with like the, the pandemic and COVID being like not performing for pretty much a year and then dipping my toe back in, I, I was not unaware of why somebody would come see a show. Right. So I didn't want them to leave being like, that was a good show, but he didn't do the thing that I like, you know? Right. So, and till like May of this year and now, well, last year, now the our recording is in, in January. I didn't do that character on stage. Yeah. Also, cause I just didn't want to, I didn't want to make that transition. And now I'm a Larry, the cable guy, which it's fine. He, he get, makes a ton of money. He could yeah. probably start his own bank. Like uh, <laughs> Kevin Hart. But oh, I didn't want to do that. Banks? Yeah. Do you bank with Larry or Kevin? <laughs> it says a lot about you. I know. Yeah. <laughs> you pull out that Larry, the cable guy credit card. You're like, Oh man, I thought we were friends. <laughs> this one doesn't have a chip. I don't believe in them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I refuse to get chipped. So. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I just, I have more to say than that character. And right. a lot of it is, I'm not saying much. It's just jokes. You know, they're, yeah. it's fun for fun's sake. Yeah. And that's uh, I think that's meaningful, man. That's great. It's like you're you're building this audience with like the same way that, you know, you see comedy club calendars and they are, you know, comedian and three viral TikTok stars because that's who's coming to see live shows. So yeah. I like that you have this hybrid of, uh, you know, g- getting people to come see you and then just unleashing something unsuspecting on them. <laughs> They're like, Hey, <laughs> you didn't do the, you didn't do the fucking thing. Yeah. Do that <laughs> thing. Do that thing. Dance. man. And, and that's what I realized, like literally looking at a, just the marquee on a, at a club. I was like, I don't know any of these people, but there's a reason they're working here and you right. Google their names. And a lot of them have huge social media followings. Yeah. And it's, it's, it is, it's great, but it's also a shame because you you and I know both comedians that like comedians that are like so funny, the funniest comedians, and nobody knows who they are. Right. You know, but the name of the game is to fill the club so you can, you know, so you can come back. So I made it in a point of like, I'm not creating anything. I live in Indianapolis, Indiana. Yeah. Nobody's going to find me. Right. Unless I do something. If I don't do anything, nobody's going to find me. There's also right. a chance that nobody would find me if I did make videos, but thankfully <laughs> it's paid off. But it's like, you know, I, I can't count on the club. I can't count on anybody but me to work. And then then eventually I can bring my people to wherever I want to go. Right. Because no one has more at stake than you when you're coming to a city. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, especially it, it, everything reflects back on the comic and the club mm-hmm. so it has to be a relationship but there's no i think we've talked about this clubs just historically aren't good at promoting unknown comics it's just yeah. it's a very rare thing for a, a community to trust a club or a show enough to show up and trust that it's going to be good yeah because uh, there's so many options i could stay home and watch my favorite stand-up or i could go and spend money to park and babysitter and for a guy, yep. I don't even, I don't even never, I've never heard of him, you know? Right. You could be out sourcing swings to 
to scare people on just fucking yeah yeah out there swinging for no reason that's that's hilarious to me you needed a swing <laughs> you went to a random park <laughs> that's called dedication to the craft baby yeah i think i was also on a merry-go-round on that same video so <laughs> we just started re-watching dexter and he stalks people i just hope that's not happening to you there's someone with just footage of you doing takes on a merry-go-round probably i and if it's not them it's me i have the tapes (laughs) you're gonna blackmail yourself (laughs) (laughs) oh man Uh, what's the what's the shift been like for you mentally over the last like year and a half traveling from covid deciding what gigs to take uh just overall how's it affected you it's, you know, you, you're more cautious and you think about should, you know, is this gig worth it? Um, yeah. And then I think you and I had the conversation of you book stuff three and four months in advance, hoping for the best. And sometimes the best is not there when you do it. Yeah. And, you know, I, I'm not in a position to cancel a bunch of stuff where I could do that, you know? Yeah. So, and it's, it's weird. Then you have a show and then you're like, well, if I promote this, which is what I should be doing, but then also right. is somebody going to be like, you shouldn't be doing that. And this, and it's I'm like, I can't disagree with you. Yeah. But uh, you know, it's that weird thing of it's a catch 20. I don't even know what catch 22. It's not that I don't know what it is a predicament, you know, it is, it is. It's tough. You get the promotion guilt. You don't want yeah. someone to be like, keep your weak ass knees at home, boy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's that yeah it's that weird but then also you're like oh there's an nfl stadium full and that 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 doesn't make it better but i don't know if you should do that either but it's (laughs) i don't know you know if the nfl stadium could jump off a bridge would you go jump (laughs) off a bridge uh the promotion guilt's has it changed since like vaccine and booster shots are available a lot of comics will be like you know if you're not vaccinated, if you're not boosted, then fuck you. Yeah. Well, then I, but I'm also, I can't tell you to, what to do with your body. Yeah. I can make recommendations and hope that you do that. <laughs> right. But it is, yeah, it's, it's, but then also like it's, it's shown you can get protected, but you could still get it. So it's yeah. like, even if I'm the most careful, right. maybe, you know, so, and then do I want to bring that home to my family? so but then also you got to keep the lights on it's that it's that weird thing of yeah what it what do you do i think you i think you're correct it's you feel guilty about promoting but you still have Mm -hmm. to do it yeah and then you just have to find a coping mechanism to deal with the guilt that you feel for potentially killing someone's grandmother it's yes it's it's that weird th- like stand up is somebody said to me and i was thinking about it it's like they said like stand up is like the thing that you shouldn't do yeah. like i'm going to stand in front of people and they're all going to angle at me and every few seconds they're going to go ha yeah ha. <laughs> and with vaccines and stuff it's it's it is what it is but it's also like oh yeah maybe <laughs> or like even to go to a restaurant you know it's like right. but then what, what can you do? I don't know. Yeah, it's, uh, I, I don't know. Let's solve COVID. Let's solve COVID. I think COVID we should through... do that. You know, the scientists yeah. haven't done their job, but you and I. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do that. <laughs> We're taking Rogan's spot. He's going to uh, boot it <laughs> off Spotify. So, Jamie, pull that up. <laughs> hey, Jamie, how do we beat COVID? <laughs> That's dope, man. So, are you, is your calendar full for 2022? It's getting full, but uh, it's still, you know, I lost a week because of COVID, but, it, you know, yeah. I will find other things to fill, whether it's more videos or something like that. So, and I realized with the pandemic, I always, do, I, it helps, it's, it helps the most to do stand up on the road, but yeah. I don't have to do that, but I just can't not do it forever. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. Um, right. It's especially, it's like, I learned it's okay to, to take a week off or in that case, a year. Yeah. And just, you know, um, and I can be productive and, and funny in other ways, which is great. I be, I took an acting class. I told you about that. Yeah. But then I started a, a screenwriting class, too, a couple of weeks ago. So Man. trying to broaden my horizons. I love that. dude. Do you think the year off 
Like just, do you think that would have happened if you didn't take a, a year off? No, like I would, I could, at the end of right before everything was shut down, I was like, uh, like I stand up was my favorite thing to do. Yeah. But I had had enough of my favorite thing for a while. <laughs> Burnt out. Yeah. And I, I didn't feel like I was creating anything new. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I think it was good for, I think it was good for a lot of people to pause and reevaluate. It's funny when you're so in it that you don't take the, the time to like appreciate, uh, like you said, it's your favorite thing to do, but if you're gone every weekend and you have enough shows back to back to back to back to back sooner or later, mm -hmm. you're going to be like, this fucking sucks. Yeah. Well, and also I think at least for me, stand up wise, you have to go live and do things to right. create the material. If you're always just out doing stand up and not really like doing, you know, I don't know. For me, this reason is, is buying a house and being married and all that stuff. Like, yeah, to reflect and think upon that stuff, you know. Yeah. But if you don't go skydiving, you can't write the skydiving bit. Right. Exactly. I think I think a year was a perfect amount of time because if you know you're on the road, you're focused on doing sets, but you don't necessarily always want to write during the day because you mm -hmm. don't like your brain can only take so much in a day to have the energy to perform in front of a live audience for one or two shows that yeah night. I'd, I'd have to like talk to somebody that like writes eight hours a day or whatever yeah i i feel like i only have enough creative energy i don't have a full eight hours creatively right like i could carry boxes for eight hours but i don't know if I could be as funny as I was in that third hour as I will be in the eighth hour. Exactly. I'm going to need a couple of naps. Yeah. In between. It's, it's, and it's, it's, it's taxing, but it's also you, if you told the guy that carries boxes, right. And I'm tired. That's it's different. You yeah. Know? Yeah. It's, it's wildly different. There's a, I don't know how comics are starting in this time. Like, do younger comics ask you for advice often of like how to go on the road? I usually like try not to have them that close to me. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I get that. And it's, it's also like you and I like talked about, or not you and I, but I've talked to comics like, yeah, I started during the pandemic. I'm like, how, like, why <laughs> you did, you did zoom or what, what you good. It's, yeah. it's not real, you know, it's not live stand up, but it is, something um yeah i don't even know what the what the answer was what, what well, we were talking about oh it was just people starting in the pandemic it's oh yeah you picked yeah. up you picked up some new skills like you say you mm -hmm. took acting class you took a screenwriting class uh and people i taught the stand-up comedy class in the pandemic it's like what mm -hmm. a weird thing to pick up but that's what people were doing man they're baking bread and learning how to yeah. construct a joke now you have time for that hobby that you've always wanted to do you know like yeah i bought a bunch of stuff to like paint things and i haven't done it yet and i don't have the time and again <laughs> but i bought stuff to do that you know and yeah and i guess as far as like new comics asking i do get that and i try to like give them the best advice but they're like the what it comes down to is writing and performing right you can't replace that you have to do both of those things yeah yeah, over and over again. Yeah, you can read about riding a bike all day long, but you eventually just have to do that thing, you know? Yeah, you got to pick those pedals up, put them down, baby. Yep. And you're one of the per people that are, uh, you're one of the busiest people uh, that I know for sure. Uh, how do you kill time during a drive? What are we listening to? What's like your favorite you got to go to? You and I listened to that true crime podcast. Uh, I think it was- I know down south or gone south yes i'm too far in my wife i haven't listened my since you and i listened because yeah. i couldn't remember what episode we were on <laughs> <laughs> but i do that stuff where i, I like it's i guess that was I'm nine watching. hours that was yeah. nine hours of that podcast and yeah. we we listened to all that was available <laughs> um i listened to podcasts so i have my favorite shows and i listen to a lot of like wrestling podcasts even though more so in the past year i haven't watched a lot yeah, but I've I've listened to way more stuff about wrestling than I have watched it. But a lot of it is nostalgia based. Let's revisit okay. this thing. 
Yeah. Um, occasionally an audio book, but I feel like I get tired, even though it's kind of the same thing as listening to a book versus a podcast, you know? Right. And then sometimes I do what I call, I ha- I put on a concert for myself. And that just means having the music as loud as I can get it in the car. <laughs> and it is like, it's a lot of the same bands, a lot of Metallica. Okay. Um, but it, some of it is like, I, that's intense. You listen to Metallica, like just on 74, you're just, yeah, like <laughs> the highest volume. And some of it, sometimes <laughs> I don't even know that the music is going on. It's more of like a thinking time. Or it's it's sometimes they listen to the same song over and over, and I feel like it gets to be at a meditative state. Oh, I got you. But I don't know yeah. what I achieve doing that, but I like doing that. You that's, know? that's dope. I did, I wanted to talk about the wrestling thing. So you listen to wrestling podcasts. Mm-hmm. A lot of comics are into wrestling. What am I missing, man? I don't get it. I, it's weird because you like Marvel stuff. You like superhero. We, you've been on my podcast talking about superhero stuff. I know. I don't know. I'm I a think, hypocrite. I think there's so much bad wrestling that if you saw good wrestling, I think you would like it. You would because <laughs> a lot of it, it's it's two parts in that it's in in the ring physical performance. Yeah. It's a predetermined sport that's yeah. choreographed. But then there's other parts where there's a story being told. Um, and we can all get behind rooting for the underdog and winning. Yeah. And that's happened a couple, you know, some like pretty significant times in wrestling that even if you don't watch wrestling, you can watch the recap and you can watch the match and still get the chills when the dude wins, even though it's fake. How do I get, how do I get started? What is like, if I'm a wrestling layman and I need um, to get started, I want to get into it. I think it i think if you just watch the best matches if you i'm sure there's a list of best matches of all time like there's best matches of all time yeah and if i used to to have like a who was the indian guy that was a a wrestler back in the 90s is it like native american or like indian from india uh native american there's a guy named Chief J. Strongbow, or there's Tatanka. Maybe you're Tatanka. thinking about Tatanka. Yeah. I think Tatanka. What was he? WWF? I think he was WWF. And that some of that is so weird because they jump back and forth from different companies. And there's like, and with wrestling too, Dwight, there's like the rivalry in ring. But then also some wrestling fans will be like, that part was fake. But yeah. that thing he said was real. <laughs> and that's what keeps I me watching wrestling. Because there's storyline, but then there's also backstage, they call it heat. Yeah. With like, oh, they really don't like each other, you know? Oh, shit. Um, you yeah. should watch the, it's Daniel Bryan, um, Randy Orton, and Dave Batista. The whole okay. storyline is uh, WWE didn't want Daniel Bryan to win the title, the championship, because he didn't look like a, a top wrestler. He didn't wrestle like a top wrestler but he was the fan favorite. And the thing is they put so many obstacles in his way and he conquered and won, but you can still know that he won and watch it and watch the journey and still appreciate it. It's kind of, it's that hero's journey. It's the Rocky movie. Yeah. It's that. And you can still appreciate it. But then some stuff it's inexcusable with wrestling when you're like, I can't believe triple H had sex with a corpse. Oh God. <laughs> Where there's like it was a, it was a like it was not a real corpse in the storyline, but also in real life. But it's also like that's the craziest thing. Why would anybody want that to happen? But that happened, you know. <laughs> and that's the weird uh, thing with wrestling. It's some of it can be the best thing, best storytelling ever. Yeah. And then other stuff is like you can't it's it's that Chris Rock bit. Where he's like, I love hip hop, hard to defend it. Yeah, hard to defend it. <laughs> yeah. <it's... laughs> oh no. Okay, I'm gonna give it a shot. I'm sick yeah, of definitely watch it. that that Daniel Bryan. If you just Google it, you can figure out what shows to watch. I think inter- I think wrestlers are interesting. Do you do you uh, get in that mindset? Do you have like a wrestler's mindset in comedy? You slapping yourself in the face 
before you walk on stage. You see people do that. They're stretching yeah, their feet, like, their chest. It's like, I what don't, do you think's going to happen up there, man? It, to me, it's more of a mental thing. I, it's yeah. like, you'll see me going over notes yeah. and just being prepared. Like that's the same thing, but different, you know? <laughs> and I don't, I don't hype myself up that that's not, I've never been that even when I played football, they're like, why are you so calm? I'm like, I don't know. I need to hit that guy. I know that (laughs) I'm going to go hit that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Like it just never been my personality, but then, then there are people that listen to music or whatever. And again, that could be for me, a meditative thing to get in the right headspace. Yeah. Um, I'm just picturing you just stone faced in your Prius metallica on a hundred just <laughs> no no facial reaction <laughs> just or all that but instead chill. of metallica knees weak arms are heavy vomit <laughs> on a sweater already like the most hype songs yeah just just nothing doing nothing for you Not it reminds one time this is true uh i was getting a haircut and i of the tiger came on and i got really like pumped but I was just getting a haircut, so I couldn't do anything with it. I, could, I just had to sit there and get my haircut. <laughs> you need me to turn my head? I can do that. Well, I appreciate you uh, chat with me, me, man. I hope you have a, a great year. I know we're, uh, we get to hang out uh, next month, and I'm looking forward to it. Yes. And uh, if I, if I may, I will plug my podcast, which you have been on Dwight. Yes, sir. I was just it's about called to ask the field trip with Brent Trahune and Dwight. Uh, his episodes were in uh, uh, game Avengers end game. Mm-hmm. And um, what was the other one after that? Oh my God. It was, the, it was, just, I'm, it about was to some, I'm about to listen to some Metallica. It's infinity war. First. <laughs> infinity. That's true. Yeah. See, I like those movies, but I didn't remember the title of the, the other one, but exactly. you were, you were on those two for sure. Yeah. Uh, and we had a good conversation. I think you were also on extravagant celebrity purchases, which was one of my favorite episodes. That is a, that was a great episode, man. You guys Just listen to, to uh, Brent's podcast and don't fuck up the order of the Marvel movies. If it's, it's documented. <laughs> I'm so upset right now. I thought we were cool. I, I thought we were friends. I love you. We went a whole hour being friends and then now we're not anymore. He said end game was first. That doesn't even make sense. It's now- got end and it died. I'm sorry. <laughs> you don't start with end game. <laughs> right on, man. I appreciate you. Uh, if they, you don't know by now, go check out my man, Brent Terhune. I appreciate you, Brent. Good talking to you, man. Hell yes. Thank you for listening, everybody. Uh, Check out Brent's social media. Go watch his videos. All his links are in the show notes of this podcast. I would appreciate it if you rated it or gave it five stars. Like I said, last week, we're just getting this thing off the ground. So all the support helps. I appreciate you. Have a great weekend, and I will talk to you next week. Peace.